Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Glad to have you back on the Financial Flight Plan podcast. I've been George, joined by Bree Reyes. Investor coach and certified financial planner at Estes Financial Services, serving the Metroplex. You can find their office right there in Fort Worth. And today we uh, we're going through a, a conversation that is really, you know, close to Bree, something she specializes in, and that's working with federal employees as they get ready to plan for retirement, and get close to retirement. It's three strategies they need to be thinking about as they near that big transition day. And, and this is going to be a good conversation for many people. So stay tuned, Bree. But I want to welcome you in and, uh, you know, finish up the holiday season. I know you guys are always kind of big on traditions. Have you had anything new this year? Yeah, well, I mean, we're an Aggie family. So traditions <laughs> is kind of like yeah, how we breathe. I mean, it blood. just really is. We did. We had um, Nate, uh, my, my child, my kiddo. Um, I was gonna say baby, but he's three and a half. So still I a baby. Still, still a baby. That. Still a baby. Um, he participated in his first um, nativity oh, cool. uh, Christmas nativity pageant via Zoom. Interesting. <laughs> and he was a sheep because he did. Yeah, he was. Well, he was a shepherd for part of it and a sheep for another part. But he had a couple of lines. My sister said he gave the most earnest ba of any of the sheep. <laughs> and um we just it was a blast it was it was painful to watch but it, it it was beautifully produced by the church and um it was awesome because we could send it to our friends and family all over the country and they could see it and laugh along with us so and i ended up making an accidental cameo i was so. going to say did you did you walk to the background or anything when it happened no he's sitting in my lap like he was good trying to get three and a half year olds to zoom is oh, yeah. not easy um, especially when they had to sit on there while other children talked. And <laughs> <laughs> so he um, he did really, really good in the end. He was like, Mama, can I sit in your lap? And I said, oh, okay, sure. And I thought the way the camera was positioned, honestly, I thought we were done with him, A. And B, I thought the way the camera was positioned, really, you just might see my shirt because we had it kind of pointed down to where he was sitting. Mm -hmm. And no, I guess my husband adjusted the screen. And so I, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> So it's kind of a where's Waldo of, oh, look, there's Bree. <laughs> That's awesome. Has he had much experience with Zoom or was that kind of new to him? Um, we've done some family Zooms. We've done some friend Zooms. Um, he His favorite Zoom, and he's unfortunately and or fortunately popped in and a work Zoom or two. Um, his favorite thing he likes to do is bring toys and show it to the Zoom, <laughs> to the camera, to the people on the Zoom. And he also likes to see himself. So... Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, this year he's become very technologically savvy, I will say that. So we're That's working hilarious. through it. Yeah, we had a we had a Zoom Christmas party this year. Um, and my little girl, who's uh, about 15 months old, she was, she was very interested in the camera and the Zoom, and she would just kind of stick her face in the camera and slam the keyboard and look around. And uh, she was entertaining for everyone else, but my, my, my computer took a, a few licks from the party, but she had a good time. Yeah, early on when we were early, early, early in COVID, or maybe it was last year, I can't remember, uh, early in COVID when he hadn't really seen Zoom, and we have kept him away from our computers. We were watching church or something on it, and um, no, no, it was, we were watching church on Facebook, 
and he likes the red unhappy face. <laughs> and so there'd be a sermon, and then the red unhappy face would be popping up, and I'm like, oh my god, no, no, uh, he just likes the color red. Like it's okay. People. He's not angry. We're not angry. We're really enjoying it. Keep going. We don't disagree with the message. We we do we do we do appreciate it. That's great. Uh, so I had to. I actually had to send an email out. Or well, I did. <laughs> I didn't have to, but I felt guilty, and so I sent an email to our the head of our church, going, "I apologize. We really are enjoying it. You're doing a great job." Because he was the first person in Tarrant County, um, in the county that we live in, that came down with COVID. So we shut our church down very very early. Uh, so I was I was very you're doing a great job. We're really enjoying it. Keep at it. Ignore the very unhappy face. <laughs> oh, kids and technology. It's tremendous. We've learned this year. Yeah, it was, it was a fun learning experience. No doubt. Us. Well, look, let's, uh, let's turn our attention to today's conversation, which is a good one. And uh, it's an area you specialize in, Bree, and you guys do over at Estes Financial, which you can find them online, estesfinancial.net. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those different places. But you specialize with federal employees, and uh, and that's why we want to kind of have this conversation today and and talk about the strategies you should be thinking about as you are getting close to retirement. Because a lot of people now, as we start the new year, maybe getting one step closer to that big day, and we don't know what it's going to look like, right, in 10 or 20 or 30 years, which we hope you have a nice long retirement. Um, but there are some things you can be thinking about and be doing right now to put yourself in a good position, no matter what that landscape looks like over the next few decades. So we got three great strategies to be thinking about. There's a, a longer list, and this is something that Bree can work with you on beyond the podcast, but we got three important ones today to talk about. So Yeah, especially with a lot of federal employees retiring right now. I mean, there's a ton retiring right now. And so I imagine in the next few years, we're going to see quite a few federal employees start thinking about retiring soon. I mean, the, the Office of Personnel Management, which is who processes uh, federal retiree paperwork, has a giant backlog right now. They have they want to keep a steady goal of 13,000 in, in inventory of retirement applications, basically. And right now they're sitting at 20,000. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Is it just because of the pandemic? Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, and the average processing time right now has actually come down. It's the, so it takes a certain number of days when, when they receive a retirement application through the final audit. And at one point in time during the summer, the averaging processing time uh, was about 95 days in July. And now we've come down to 74, but it's just, it's still taking a long time. And it's part of the, it's the pandemic. You're right. It's the pandemic. It's also the fact that this is still a job that's done largely manually by hand by people. Mm -hmm. And you and I have both had COVID situations. We talked about this before the podcast yeah. where we both had to quarantine and you know, your work, especially if you can't really take it home, doesn't get done as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no question. And so, I mean, you know, and so it takes a little, everything is taking a little bit longer this year, unfortunately. And so it's the same for the Office of Personnel Management for the government. Well, great. Well, look, these are, these are three great things. And remember, Bree is a chartered federal employee benefits consultant. So she uh, works with these things all the time. But is there a time frame, Bree, that you typically tell people like, hey, if you're within two years, five years, 10 years? Let's start looking at this at least no more than, you know, five years. Five years okay. is a good spot for this okay. for today. 
Five years. So here are three strategies to be thinking about if you are in that five-year window for retirement. First one, income needs. Uh, Being realistic and really kind of thinking through this, do people really kind of underestimate their income needs a lot of times? Um, People either look at their current expenses and then try to figure that out. Other employees use like a percentage of current income, which is an old school idea that I heard when I joined the industry is that, oh, you only need 80% of your current salary to determine your cash flow in retirement. Eh, that's not really true. Um, and the reason being is because you have more free time. More free time involves you usually wanting to do more things. And then, so you end up spending more money. That percentage rule really, the old school thought of the percentage really, really doesn't work for you. I mean, if you want to plan, if you want to travel, that type of thing, you're going to end up spending way more money. The other thing to think about is we've seen struggling relatives, taking care of mom and dad, maybe taking care of kids, children that are trying to raise their own families. So it's it's one of those things that it can become kind of problematic in retirement is just trying to figure out an income need without giving it a good cushion. Now, luckily, federal employees actually have income coming in. So it's not all about expenses. I mean, they do have some income coming in, but there's also some strategies they need to think about when it comes to that income as well. Some things to think about, some things to talk about, and some definitely you need to be realistic. I recommend starting with your current expenses and taking a look and seeing which ones of those will continue in retirement, which ones might not. Good place to start for sure. Income is very important. You got to make sure you don't run out of money uh, in retirement. Okay. The next one is, I think, great because you know we're in this era right now with tax rates are super low and you know, you kind of wonder what's going to happen as we move forward. And, and people don't think about this over time. And hopefully, you know, your, your retirement could be 20 or 30 years. People are living longer and longer. So make sure you do not underestimate the effect of real inflation. What most people don't realize is the high cost of real inflation needs. The consumer price index is not necessarily tracking retirees' expenses in inflation. And what do I mean by that? They It's not a really good look at inflation for retirees. And quite frankly, lately, inflation has been maybe held low, <laughs> potentially by those those in power. But we all know the costs, you know, the Federal Reserve right now has said no inflation, everything's going to stay low, maybe a 2% inflation over the course of a couple of years. But really, Inflation is going to have to rise over the next 20 years. We know that, bottom line. And if we're not looking at a realistic inflation rate and we're not thinking and we're not getting realistic cost of living increases to help keep up with inflation, it can cause a serious issue when it comes to your overall financial plan and your retirement goals. Keeping an eye out on inflation and taking a look and making sure that you're using a realistic inflation number to your portfolio is super, super important. I assume you could you could be in, in trouble pretty quickly if you're someone that maybe relies on just like savings or just you know, have a lot of money in cash because the interest rates are essentially non-existent right now. Exactly. I mean, there was, and, and this actually happens, I'm glad you mentioned that because there was an article that came out yesterday, the day before about how the G Fund, which is the safest 
fund of the government, since we're talking to federal employees, you guys know what your G fund is, but just so Ben knows, it's their safe fund in their retirement plan, their thrift savings plan. And there was an article that was put out not that long ago that actually we've got on our Estes Financial Services website or our Facebook page linked to it. But it talks about how the G fund is not keeping up with inflation. And a majority of federal employees have a lot of money in the G fund. So if you're not keeping up with inflation with your investments, you're going broke very safely. (laughs) And you're not going to have the money later on when you really, really need it. Is it common that the G fund doesn't keep up with inflation or is that just something that's happening right now with the way it's kind of where we are? Uh, It's kind of something that's happening right now. It usually tries to at least keep up with inflation, but it's definitely right now not. Something to be aware of for sure. It's definitely something to be aware of, something to be thinking about. And it definitely, the, the G fund historic, it's got a really low risk profile, which is what people love it. So it's got no volatility. And it typically kind of pays an interest rate equal to T-bills or T-notes, T-bonds type thing. Okay. But it's in a situation right now where it it's not. And unfortunately, they say right now inflation could be the current inflation rate. And this is from the CPI is 2.5%. Well, if that fund is only yielding 1.6, we're losing purchasing power now. And I don't know how long this is going to last. I know that the Fed has said that they're going to keep interest rates low, so probably for a while. Definitely something to be planning for and to be thinking about as you get close to retirement. And it takes us to our last thing as you're planning within five years, getting close to that big day, and you want to make sure you are confident in where you stand with your plan. Hopefully you built a financial plan at this point. But the other thing to be thinking about right now is life insurance. Yes. A lot of people don't pay attention necessarily, or they know that FEGLI, which is Federal Employee Life Insurance, Group Life Insurance, sorry, FEG, Group Life Insurance gets expensive as you get older. I mean, that's kind of a a known fact around the federal government. But what we don't know is if it's necessarily the best insurance to have. And so we always like to, as our as our clients and as people come in or that are looking to um, retire, one of the things we like to do is take a look at, do you have the right amount of life insurance? Is FEGLI enough for you? Should you, Do you have outside life insurance? What is that costing you? Are you overinsured? Are you underinsured? So there's some things to think about because FEGLI costs increase significantly if you keep the full amount of federal employee group life insurance coverage during retirement. So it's something to think about. It's something to pay attention to and make sure that you're, you know what you're spending because the costs, as we talked about earlier with the budget and income needs and stuff, you need to be, when you're on a fixed income, you need to be very aware of how much you are spending on maybe unnecessary expenses. And the life insurance may be an area where you can cut. But also, if you need to add life insurance, it's much easier to pay, or it will be cheaper the, the sooner you get it. The younger you are, the less medical issues you have. The longer you push life insurance out, the more expensive it gets. So it's something to start thinking about and planning for before you actually retire. Yeah, so much of this stuff you need to be thinking about and doing, taking action on now 
not when you retire. So that's why we go through this, this, and hopefully this helps you out and gives you some things to think about. Again, being realistic about your income needs, accounting for real, what Bree calls real inflation, and then have this life insurance review. But there's a lot more that goes into this process beyond this. And, oh. and, and you know that, Bree. We don't have to. I wish it was this easy. <laughs> many more than three things. But you know, one of the areas that is, is so important, super important when you're thinking about looking long term into your retirement is planning for taxes and what's going to be coming when you start pulling money out. And that's why you offer listeners to the podcast the opportunity to get your ticking tax time bomb toolkit just by going on your website and requesting it. Yes. And we actually have a specific. So if you let us know when you request it the, in the comments that you're a federal employee, we have a specific ticking tax time bomb toolkit for federal employees because you guys have some some different unique challenges in retirement. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got income coming in that's taxable income. So it's some things we got to think about. But in it, we've got a, our, a book about seven lessons to save your retirement. We've got a couple of reports, um, five risks that could destroy your retirement and a tax special report. And so we've got a bunch of different things that kind of help you start thinking about taxes in retirement. So highly recommend it. I love it, but I'm a little biased because I helped design it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but as you know, request it, start taking a look at it because that's one thing you can control a little bit is you can do some tax mitigation or tax planning strategies before retirement. And it's better to start as sooner, sooner rather than later. Yeah, definitely. The quicker, the better. And a couple ways to get in touch. Again, the website is sthisfinancial.net. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a little form you could fill out, a box for a message to say, hey, heard on the podcast, you got the ticking tax time bomb toolkit. I'm a federal employee. Would love to, uh, to read that. And if you're not a federal employee, that's okay too. Bree has one that's more kind of more general, but it'll help you out as well. And you can request that there. And also the email is info at estisfinancial.net if you prefer to send it directly. So uh, the, the bottom line though, take advantage of that. That's one big part of the puzzle, but be planning ahead of time for retirement. It's getting to know you time. All right, time now for a little getting to know Bree Reyes, as we always do. And we talk about Nate all the time. We talked about him on this episode, pretty much every episode, I think. But I Yeah, even, he's a big part of my life. I don't think we've ever <laughs> asked you how he got his name. Oh, okay. So his name is actually Nathaniel Santiago Reyes. And I had come up with a few names. My husband had come up with a few names. But anytime we mentioned any of our name choices to... Um, friends and family, they all had like very strong opinions on the name situation, which I didn't quite get um, because they named kids like you, you named us. You're done. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but after having heard everyone's opinion and getting a little frustrated with it, we decided we'd stop telling people because I would float ideas and it was really my fault. I would float things that, you know, I just kind of liked and then I'd get shut down and it would, it would I took it as a personal affront, which hmm. I thought in retrospect is very silly. But at the time, it was very mean. Right. Um, so we stopped telling people what his name was. And we really didn't have a name for a long, long time. We had ideas. We had things that we were like, oh, yeah, that's not bad. But nothing we really liked. And then we were in the car and a Nathaniel Ratcliffe song came on. Oh, and, I love um, him. Yeah. And not because we specific, I mean, he's a great musician and, and we love it. And, but not because he's our favorite musician or anything like that. Um, or even 
that important to us. But the name scrolled across the little car thing where they show you the name of the artist. And I yeah. just happened to say it out loud. And my husband's like, that's it. That's great. And I happen to have a friend named Nathaniel. And so he's a good close family friend, friend of mine, friend of my husband's. And he and my husband actually do some work together. And I asked him, you know, when you were a kid, did you get teased a lot for your name? Because my husband and I both have very unique names, legal names. Mm -hmm. I go by Brie. My legal name is Britta. And so I was worried about that because I had dealt with it a lot. And he was like, no, really, there's Nate is pretty like Nathaniel or Nate. You don't get teased a lot. I was like, awesome. Good. And it's unique enough that it's not everybody. It's not... Yeah. I'm not going to have to walk around and have to pronounce it because God love my husband but with the name Joaquin. You don't know. I mean, we have members of our immediate family, my immediate family, that still have issues with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> San Joaquin Valley, Joaquin Phoenix. I like right. I am. It's not. Yeah, it's not that uncommon. It's not that uncommon, but you tell, you know, you got to spell it for somebody or you go into a restaurant and you're like Joaquin and they just kind of eyes glaze over and there's too <laughs> many. Yeah. In fact, the first night we met, I had an issue with it. Um, but that might have been because we met in a very loud place. So anyway, back to my story. <laughs> we knew we didn't want that. We wanted something people could pronounce, but that was different. We didn't want to be the seventh whatever in class. Right. And so Nathaniel is where that came from. And Santiago came from a little town that my husband studied in while he was in college called Santiago de Compostela. And it is part of the pilgrimage to St. James. It's actually the final resting place of St. of supposedly of St. James. And okay. um, at least that's the belief. And it's got one of the most be beautiful cathedrals in the world and it's a little town in Spain. And my husband took me there when we were dating and I fell madly in love with the, this town. It's one of my favorite places in the world and, and it's just it's got my heart. And so Santiago was definitely what we we're going to do for a middle name. That's awesome. Would have thought, Nate, you know, who knows, but the, the story behind it is great. I love it. And then Maddie came with Matilda as her name, and okay. then we gave her a middle name, and Nate wanted it to be Spacey, and our our previous dog was Cosmopolitan or Cosmo. <laughs> so um, her middle name, Maddie's middle name is Celeste. 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 <laughs> so we have Matilda Celeste and uh, Nathaniel Santiago. Love it. Ah, that's great. And it's got a good flow to it, too, Nathaniel Santiago. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, let's close out with uh, with a mailbag question before we get out of the show. We always try to do this to finish out the podcast. If you ever have something that's on your mind, you know, you just want to kind of reach out and uh, get Breeze, you know, answered to the question. And we're not going to have all the information to to what you're asking, but what whatever you send us in, we'll do our best to provide as much clarity as possible. Today, we got a question from Barrett, who says, I'm worried about what 2021 will bring. Well, that can, that's a fair concern. After how 2020, how crazy it was. Is there a way I can stay out of the craziness of the market, but still get prepared for retirement? Ooh, Barrett. Now, that's a name, too, I like. That was on my short list. I think the first thing you've got to do is take a look at how much risk is in your, you know, risk that you're comfortable with. Trying to stay completely out of the market and I don't know when you're retiring. So it could be 30 years from now. It could be four years from now. I, I have no concept of that. So trying to stay completely out of the market and prepare for retirement is a very difficult process because really you need the growth of the market. It's, it's hard to find anything else that's going to grow over time as well as the markets do. So what, what to me, what your question's more asking is how do I make sure my portfolio matches the risk that I'm comfortable with? 
And that would be, you need to have a risk review of your portfolio. You need to, to take a look at it and understand, are you fully in the market? Are you maybe 40% in the market? Are you 80% in the market? Where are you and which markets? Because people say the market, and that sometimes means the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Sometimes that means the S&P 500. Sometimes that means the global market. Long-term, though, investing, you've got to make sure you have a solid plan in place and make sure you're actually comfortable with the risk level that you're taking on. And that's something that we do with our clients. We, we give them a risk tolerance profile or risk tolerance questionnaire quiz, I guess you could call it. And you really kind of go through and we take a look at what the risk is. Um, usually when people come on board with us, that's the first thing I want to know is what's the risk in, in your por current portfolio or as part of a financial plan, I want to know what risk they have in their current portfolio and is that what they're comfortable with? And it maybe doesn't need to be tweaked. And nine times out of 10, it needs to be tweaked, but it's good to know. So if you want to reach out and get that uh, get that questionnaire and kind of go through that and, and go a little deeper into your portfolio and your risk tolerance, uh, feel free to reach out to Bree. But I'll definitely get with someone, a professional to plan and, and to look at that in 2021, because I think a lot of people have those concerns after what we went through in 2020. So you're not alone, Barrett. But we do appreciate the question. You can always send it to us via the website, estisfinancial.net. You can also connect on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can call the office directly at 817-444-8402. And closing out the year, looking forward to a, a 2021 that's hopefully much more positive, a little more normal would be great. But uh, either way, we appreciate everybody listening today. And, and remember, if you are getting close to retirement, especially as a federal employee, make sure you reach out to Bree. She can help you be a big asset for you as you begin to plan. Yes. And everyone listening, go out and lead an abundant life.